listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure. Complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Every little bit helps. The city has a 1,000 rain garden goal, and if everyone plants just a little rain garden, doesn't have to be big or expensive, you can really help the whole stormwater system. But today, we're talking about a big effort by some awesome watershed stewards, and they're going to tell us how they did it as a great example. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. I am the host of this podcast, helping usher us through this conversation. But today, the most important people at this table are joining me, Engineering's Phil Gabler, and a community volunteer and Dudgeon Monroe Neighborhood Association member, Sandy Stark. Thank you both for being here this morning. Happy to be here. Yeah. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Uh, let's, first, we should mention, for anyone who is not familiar, a rain garden is a garden of native shrubs, perennials, and flowers built in a shallow depression. Good options to capture and infiltrate water into the ground. They temporarily hold and soak rainwater runoff that flows from roofs, driveways, patios, or lawns. Have to get that out of the way in case someone does not know and is trying to learn. Okay, but we wanna talk about the Wingra Dudgeon School Park Rain Gardens. How did both of you get involved in making these happen? And what is your role in all of this? Phil, why don't you, you kick us off on your I, role first? So about three years ago, the Wingra School reached out to engineering and they were talking about doing some landscaping and they were concerned about stormwater management. And they asked if I could put together kind of a, a list of opportunities for them for the school. So I went through and looked at some areas and said, oh, you could put a rain garden here, you could do a swale here, and maybe take this part out, and oh, you have a drainage problem here. And so I, I, I kind of made a list of things that they could do. So that was my initial involvement. And then I kind of turned into a project this year. And so I was here just as support. And you're also a stormwater resource, water resource engineer. Correct. That, that does help with this. Uh, yes. And also, um, you know, and my services are available to residents in Madison that are doing doing projects and things like that on, on private property. Yes. As much as we want to assume that everyone's listened to every podcast episode. <laughs> yes, that is that is Phil's background. Now, Sandy, tell us about how you got involved in this. What is your role in all of this of a project? Well, the University of Wisconsin Arboretum got a grant from EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, to do some water quality projects. And the ARB decided that it would divide that grant and give four of these amounts of money to four nonprofits in the basically the watershed neighborhoods. And so they approached us. And uh, Jake Glazik, who's my co-chair, and I kind of looked at each other and said, well, you think this is a big deal? And I said, well, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we wrote an application and we talked to a lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of organizations, uh, a lot of people who have worked with projects like this. And uh, we were, we knew Wengra School, we knew it was an environmentally focused uh, curriculum. And uh, I think I may have heard that Phil had recommended this, but whenever we 
actually taught to the people at Wengra School. They said, oh yes, we've been wanting to do this. And we basically wanted to partner with them because they're an educational institution. Mm -hmm. And the other part of the grant is educational outreach in various neighborhoods. Okay. So it seemed like a good fit. And we got accepted and then suddenly we it was game on. Game on. <laughs> now, how much was the grant? The grant was 5000 Okay. And what we're talking about when we say project, project, project is uh, two rain gardens or how many rain gardens? Well, we could decide that. Sure. And there were, uh, we decided on three components. One was the installation of rain garden or gardens. Mm -hmm. uh, the other was the educational outreach activities. And so we started contacting neighborhood associations, the Catholic Multicultural Center, um, places that already had started this or wanted to start this or would benefit from our uh, taking demonstrations to their sites. And uh, we got that those contacts going, and the, we also started planning a large celebration, community celebration of water stewardship, mm -hmm. which will be uh, next May. So it's basically a year and a half worth of activities. And while the rain garden felt like it was big enough mm -hmm. <laughs> to be just the only thing we did, mm -hmm. we still have a lot more to go, and I'm looking forward to that part. Yes. and. This is a great example, Phil, of collaboration, correct? Like we're taking, you know, obviously the grant, um, a neighborhood association, a school, and then income the city too. So, I mean, this is a, a great example. If someone's listening to this and saying like, how did they do that? This is hopefully kind of shedding light on an amazing way to collaborate. Right. And this site had some unique attributes that really helped that collaboration because there happens to be a little state law that I'm not a big fan of, that uh, if anyone's listening and can make the change, where <laughs> city uh, employees cannot do work on private property. Sure. And it just so happens that the park here is owned by the Parks Department, so the city of Madison owns that land, and so our crews and, you know, in theory, could do work on this, which um, we'll talk about the challenges here in a second. Uh, that didn't end up happening, but it really got the ball rolling where I could overpromise and underdeliver, and then have to uh, scramble at the end. Sure, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Okay, so that's why we're 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 highlighting this, you know, in an in a podcast episode because we do want to share, you know, because we do we constantly ask our our community to do rain gardens if they can. We also want them to know that it does not have to be. We've, we've had episodes of it does not have to be super expensive. It does not have to be super elaborative. We also have shared it can be as much as you want to put into it. Um, we're just hopeful to reach the goal to help the overall stormwater system. And this project is one example of how you can kind of make it happen um, when you do have some of those constraints and some of those hurdles. So um, what? first of all, let's establish what actually was built and then what were the challenges in the process to make that happen? So what, it's, a, it's a, a couple of rain gardens or what was actually built and where can people find that? Sure, it's, um, Wengra School is on a steep hill between Western and Gilmore. And the top part of the hill is, is uh, a playground, half asphalt, half uh, special mulch surface with the equipment. It's been redone several times. So the flow is down to the school and then down the hill. Um, so 
We wanted to catch it closer to the source, and I think Phil agreed with us there, as, as did the maintenance crew who said, no, no, don't go to the bottom of the hill, <laughs> come up to this area. Sure. So we picked that site and it involved removing asphalt and uh, getting the right fill in place and then getting the plants and that sort of stuff. Not to say it's a pun on your name, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time he's probably heard that. Um, but yes, no, that's good. So, yeah. and then is it one garden, two gardens? It's two gardens. And how big are they? Well, um, up, about uh, 14, would be 1,400, 14. Yeah. A, a little over fourteen hundred square feet. Over, so, yeah, there are, there are boulders in there that that are not planted. And these expanded areas. a little bit. So yeah. when I did the original design, I said we need to have nine hundred square feet of right. rain garden to treat the runoff from this impervious area. Like and you, then, cal you calculated you calculated it. that out for right. how much comes off the roof or in, and runoff in that area to see what can hold it. Right, and that was okay. to, you know, let more than 90% of that water soak into the ground. Sure. That was our goal. Okay. And then as we were there, like <laughs> aesthetics are important in a setting like this and you know, scope creep happens and things got a little bit bigger <laughs> and we put a curve here, we put a, a curve there and then this looked nice and so it, it grew a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that is what is actually built. We want, and, and this area needed it Oh yeah, Didn't they'd had it? they'd had water flowing over and down these stone steps, uh, sure. in into the bottom area in front of the school entrance. Yeah, so this had both the kind of sediment and phosphorus that runs off of impervious areas, plus it caused downstream erosion problems. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so we kind of got to fix two things with one. Okay, mm -hmm. so then the process what were some of the challenges so we have it now but what how did we get there that's what i want to know so i'll talk about one of the, one of the major problems we had is that we had this design and we had our our charrette where we went out and marked it up with chalk and got in, you know feedback and um one of the one of the volunteers looked me in the eye and said phil i'm gonna have a garden to plant September 15th, right? And I said, I promise you'll have a garden to plant. This is going to happen. Pressure is on. So the pressure is on. I had worked with our engineering operations crews, had it in the schedule, said, all right, you know, a month out. I'm like, all right, we're good to go. Everything's good. And then two weeks before the construction start date, I called to confirm quantities. Everything's ordered. Uh, sorry, Phil, we're out. Oh, I'm like, no. what do you mean you're out? And we had two emergency repairs, and the engineering department, mm -hmm. like many other agencies in the world, are running on pretty lean crews right now. Right. We don't have, we only have one crew where we used to have two. And so all staff had to do these repairs because people couldn't drive on the roads. And then I was a little bit in panic mode. So we didn't have a crew to do the work, right? Right. That we promised. Yes. Yes. And plants were ordered, and plants, plants were, were coming, and I had <laughs> promised. And so I was trying to find anybody and anyone I could to uh, put a bid in on this project. Mm -hmm. And we ended up finding a private contractor who came out and did a great job. Um, but that then changed my task from being technical consultant to technical consultant and finder of funds because yeah. <laughs> it went from engineering operations internal cost to uh, a, some it needs money needs to be 
found to pay the contractor. Mm -hmm. That's right. And there were two groups to choose from, and my name was on the the grant. <laughs> okay, so the money was that we needed was the grant. Well, the grant what? was only $5,000. Right, so then where did the money come from? So, so we Go happen ahead. to have, within the engineering department, we have small $5,000 uh, grants that we can give out to friends groups who are doing a project just like this. So it's a project that is going in the ground, that promotes water quality, has an education component, all these things, but it has to be like a rain garden or pervious pavement. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Dudge and Monroe Neighborhood Association applied for that grant mm -hmm. through me. Mm -hmm. And also the Friends of Lake Wingra agreed that in 2021 they would use you know, their funds or their grant application opportunity, because only one per neighborhood association per year, sure. to apply as well. And then I'm hoping to parlay that with a grant through Dane County. Okay, so, so five, five, and something from Dane County. Which would be ten. It would be a, it would be a match of what we were able to sure, spend. Sure, because we're doing a rain garden and it's going to help the greater. Good. Right. Yes. So that's so it went from like a thought of hey let's do a five thousand dollar rain garden to a a twenty thousand dollar rain garden. Twenty thousand dollar rain garden. But it wasn't a five thousand dollar rain garden because the five thousand dollar covered our entire year and a half of activities. Mm -hmm. So all the uh, all the places we had to reserve all the any cost to our publicity materials sure. uh, the plants themselves that sort of stuff yeah. all came out of the 5,000 we were lucky to have another environmental group add a thousand to the pot uh, uh, which is good yes. but uh, it was for a minute I was going oh boy what do I have in my savings account <laughs> <laughs> yes but that's it's 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 an example of okay, we can work together and if there's, you know, money yes. available that you can apply for and make this happen um, when it comes to this, I, I think that's a great a great way of approaching it. And, that's and, the also, and it's a lot of work. Well, yeah, it's a value of having multiple partners in this and multiple contacts. And there's a great deal of goodwill around this project. I was going to say, there's a lot of trust that has been... Uh, yes been given by the Wingra School as they played banker on this. So they mm -hmm. are, they have written the check to the contractor and now they're waiting for the grant money to come in. <laughs> yes. Right? Which is not always how people want to operate, but they were willing to take yeah. that risk. Uh, uh, quite often not how people want to operate, but right. very thankful because now there's two beautiful rain gardens. Well, are they beautiful yet or what are they? Well, Paint the picture for us. They're listening. growing. Okay. <laughs> uh, right now, you can see a lot of mulch and okay. and the shape uh -huh. and uh, silk tubes outlining it to keep the force of water from taking the mulch away. But it's uh, you can see that some plants have come up. You know what they are, mm -hmm. and you can there's kind of a pattern emerging. But what's exciting is how excited the kids at the school are about yeah. this. They really wanted to get involved with it. They helped. There were planting classes that they they could the teacher could sign up for, uh -huh. and there were. Uh, now the youngest kids want to water it every Tuesday and Thursday. They don't need oh. to now, but yeah. they started out wanting to water it. Uh, it, the volunteers we brought in to plant uh, from different organizations, uh, only a few of them during school time because of COVID, but 
after school and on weekends. They were so happy to be part of this project. I mean, everybody talked about how impressive it was and how much fun it was. And please call us again. We want to do more activities. Yeah, I just think that's great. And if you like curved asphalt cuts, <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. It is. It's hard to do, and I appreciate the effort our contractor put forth on that because they did an incredible job. Well, yes. it takes a lot to make this happen. Um, again, a lot of people don't often go through this process because they just don't know. They don't even know where to begin. If somebody wanted to do something like this, where would they start? Well, <laughs> Phil's like, um... Phil, Phil has some wonderful information on the uh, engineering site. Okay, our website. He, yeah, the website. And he did a what wonderful... What information, though? Um, about why rain gardens and kind of how, how to start them and where you can get more information. Okay. Ripple effects in Dane County. Yep. Uh, they are incredible. Yep. They have so many materials. Um, and, and there's the rain garden workshop that Ripple right. Effects and City of Madison staff were involved with. All the people in the Ding, or all the people in the municipal permit group um, worked on that. And if you go through that, you'll be able to build a rain garden, or at least know how to build a rain garden and guide a contractor to build a rain garden on private property. Sure. Now, okay. if you are a school. Mm -hmm. Madison Metropolitan School District, I'm talking to you, uh, <laughs> and you want to put in a rain garden. I think the big thing we had here is incredible support from the school. We said, we support the maintenance of this. We want to we want to be involved. We are going to put a lot of trust in it. We have some funds. They really helped to push the project along. Mm -hmm. And we have found at schools, oftentimes it's coming from a teacher and they may not have gotten buy-in from the maintenance staff, mm -hmm. the grounds maintenance staff. They need to be engaged and early on. So have your principal, have your maintenance staff, and have your teachers. And your, then it's an easy sell to the students. Mm -hmm. But you have to have all of the, the stakeholders on board. Mm -hmm. Right. And unfortunately, right, staff, engineering operations staff can't come in and build a rain garden on a school because they are a private entity from the city, mm -hmm. as strange as that sounds. Mm -hmm. However, I can support and help with design and make sure that what you do build will work. Uh, but there's, there's a little bit of a gap and there's some things we can do to help. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like everything we've talked about, it sounds like first step is to educate yourself on rain gardens. So do you need one? Would you benefit from one? Uh, if you're in the Madison area, I'll answer that for you. Yes, um, it, if you if if it's possible and it, it fits in your budget and that sort of thing, um, we want to obviously make sure that people can can cover that. But if it's on private um, property, um, so yes, we are asking people to voluntarily you know want to put rain gardens in. But first step, if this is something that you want to be interested in. Learn about the rain gardens. We have a ton of resources on the engineering website. Um, there's guides. There's, you know, build a rain garden in under 100 bucks. Um, there's certain things like that. Um, and that we're going to continue to build on that. Um, and again, ripple-effects.com from Dean County, a great resource. Um, and then from there, you know, then you can kind of think, okay, where is it going to be? Is it going to be on private? Um, is there an opportunity to collaborate on more of a public land? Is there a park nearby? Is there anything, you know, there's all of these different pieces. 
And then maybe after they decide that, maybe they can can connect with Phil. Um, <laughs> but again, um, I, these are all just really great things, and what a great example um, for our community. If you if you can make it happen, this is one way you can do it. There are a lot of ways. Um, but anything else you want to just add? This is my last question because we got to wrap up. But anything else you want to add about why this is important? Yes, um, please watch for announcements for some of our. Uh, tours of the rain garden and the May 21st water stewardship celebration. Which it, is in 2022. 2022. It'll likely be at Vilas Park because they've got a shelter mm -hmm. uh, and that would solve a lot of problems. But we will have demonstrations. It's going to be an interactive event. Mm -hmm. We're going to have demonstrations uh, about the smallest, simplest rain garden you can have actually do putting mm -hmm. something under your downspout you know ways to reduce the costs and ways to encourage your neighbors maybe to do a project together great thanks sandy phil any other word well, i think uh oftentimes people look at the maintenance and they're a little bit concerned mm -hmm. i think if you know with just a little bit of plant knowledge you can especially if you're at a school or or a homeowner you can, you can do just a little bit of weeding each year and give yourself enough guide point, points in your garden that you'll keep the, the really bad weeds out. And after three years, there's really not that much maintenance to do. It's, it's such a competitive environment in a rain garden that the natives usually win. <laughs> yeah, they're tough. They're tough. Thank you both for your time. Thank you so much for listening. Again, all those resources, head over to the engineering website, Ripple-Effects, also for the county. Great resource. And of course, if you just search Roger Bannerman Rain Garden Initiative, there are guides, how-tos, videos, and more. Again, thank you so much for listening because we're here for you every day in engineering. <laughs>